Hello there. And welcome to the first ever episode of Special Unit 352, or SU352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we want to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. We talk about all things Star Wars, from new episodes of new shows, to books, games, custom lightsaber building, the books that like aren't canon anymore, like what is a devil, like well, how does IDs even... And we're so glad you're here to share it with us. In this pilot episode, we wanted to make sure that you as the listener got to know a bit more about us before we started to review all the Star Wars content there is to interact with. We felt like by understanding where we are coming from, you will be able to further understand our opinions and positions on one of my favorite pieces of fiction humankind has ever created. So, Peyton, a uh, quick and easy question for you. Uh, why do you like Star Wars? I like Star Wars, Max, because it is new and different from anything I've ever seen or read before. For example, you know, I've always been a bit of a Potter geek, Harry Potter geek, high fantasy, stuff like that. But Star Wars, I don't know. It had a connection with me. Maybe it was just some of the parallels that the movies had with some of the other content I've read. But either way, it's changed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, how did you, what was your step from just watching the movies and thinking, wow, this is neat, into uh, where you are now? Probably when my brother, who is just about to get married, congratulations to him, he gave me my very first piece of Star Wars merchandise, which I still have in my collection today. That's awesome. What is it? It was one of those Darth Vader helmet voice changers, and it had like the controls on the chest part of it. And it had like three buttons that had different quotes in the movie. And then there was a fourth button that recorded your voice. There was a microphone in there, and it would turn on, and you could do the, you know. So coupled with the first lightsaber, which was also Vader's lightsaber, that uh, catapulted me into a collection, starting my own collection. That's awesome. And uh, how has starting a Star Wars collection uh, among, like, I I know that uh, we're eventually going to get into all of the collection that you have like not just of memorabilia and merchandise but also like the audiobooks you have the radio dramas uh just all of it uh but mm -hmm. like how has all of that like changed like steered your adult life it's changed my adult life because i never knew that there were so many adults that knew what I was talking about. For example, you know, Harry Potter, it was like, okay, yeah, the adults read it, but it's mainly for the kids. And same kind of deal with Lord of the Rings and 
an example of this is when I was into Lord of the Rings, that was all the rage for me back in the early 2000s. My grandparents wanted to know what I was talking about, but every time I explained it to them, they didn't get it. Granted, they never understood Star Wars either, so... (laughs) But just meeting different people that are like in their 40s and 50s that grew up with the original trilogy in particular, that just struck a chord with me because they were collectors like I was. They knew what was up. They knew what was rare, what wasn't rare, what good content was. Disney, I'm talking to you. Ashley, no. Kathleen Kennedy, I'm talking to you, girl. (laughs) Shots fired in the pilot episode. (laughs) 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 But John Favreau, big round of applause. John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Thank you. So, uh, with your, so what are you planning to do with your collection? And I, I, I am uh, force feeding you leading questions. <laughs> hey, that's a good joke. Force feed. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, I plan on just having a private museum in my house for my collection. I've had several reiterations of the museum over the years, as you can attest to, as you've seen it. But at the moment, everything is packed up in boxes from my many moves from state to state. Now, I haven't really had a chance to set up shop, as it were. My museum is coming along. But at the moment, things are not quite ready yet. That's awesome. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that we that you still have all of it, even though it's still packed away. Mm-hmm. Well, I've parted with a few pieces here and there. Some of them were duplicates, but for the most part, I've kept pretty much almost everything. Almost in perfect condition. Well, how about you, man? How about how how about you? How did you get into this gargantuan pop culture thing that Mr. Lucas, Mr. George, has created? So I don't know if you know this story, but when my sister Madison and I were very little, my dad would set out. Uh, one day in the summer, we would make popcorn and sit down uh, or like lay down on a blanket in front of the big TV in the living room, and we would watch the original tri- original trilogy from beginning to end. And this was before uh, the prequels even came out. <laughs> so when, because my dad liked it, I fell in love with it. And there is... Video evidence, I wish that I could get this audio clip, but I, I, I can't find it in a digital format. It's just like on a, one of my old, my dad's old tapes. And it is me being three years old saying, oh, I don't, uh, being upset one Christmas because I didn't get any new swords. And they're like, Max, you already have swords. And I said, no, those are old swords. I want new swords. And... <laughs> 
And so <laughs> when I watched Star Wars, they had laser swords, and I was Im- I immediately fell in love. And when the prequels came out, I was also very little, and I I just ate them up, and it was just fascinating, and I loved every bit of it. And uh, as an adult, like getting ready to have, I don't even remember if uh, my wife Melissa was pregnant with our child yet, but I do remember going and watching all of the prequels, uh, all of the sequels, uh, the at least episode nine and Rogue One by myself. But uh, we, I force fed my wife all of this, all of the original trilogy and the prequels leading up to the release of the sequels. And uh, I, I still have, man, I still have like four or five lightsabers from when I was a Star Wars LARPer, when I did live action role play in college. There's still, <laughs> there's still welts in the plastic when I would hit other people's lightsabers. Super cool. Uh, wow. I don't need it. I don't, I don't miss it at all. <laughs> uh it was uh that actually leads me into how it changed my life uh because i got went to college because everyone told me that it was a good idea to go to college and then i started a bit like i got into business because that's what everyone told me to do and i heard that there were people hitting each other with lightsabers on my campus and i was like where do i sign up and back then, it was predominantly creative writing majors that were uh, the lead writers for it. And so I show up as like an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, and I'm like, I want to hit people with lightsabers. And, <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, you have, to ma- you have to write a character first. And I'm like, I just can't hit people? And they're like, no. What are you doing? So I was taught how to, like, the basics of creative writing... I uh, like character creation, uh, motivation. Uh, there was a couple of singers and actor acting majors that were there uh, in the group, and they helped me learn how to be in character. And I fell in love with that so much that I eventually changed my degree to theater. And uh, I've loved it ever since. Well, that's a great story, Max. That that that's really something. I mean, you had all that LARPing stuff you did on your campus, while my campus for college was just essentially Harry Potter, practically. <laughs> that's what my campus looked like, Hogwarts. But I have a question for you, though. Yeah. So, because you had. The um, distinct pleasure of growing up with the prequels. Did you love the prequels? I did. Uh, and I... I, For the same reason that I think that there's going to be a generation of kids that love the sequels. It's, and it's because that, like, whether... Whether I like could acknowledge it or not, there was something about 
the original trilogy that didn't feel like mine. Like, it was my dad's Star Wars. And <laughs> it was a different feeling when it came out when I was little, and it was about a little blonde, bowl-cut-haired kid. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm a little bull-hut... Bull... Uh, bull hat like head kid and uh, i was i was enthralled and it was a different story because it wasn't it wasn't really a it was a lot about darth vader and darth vader's story on the surface but subtextually it was all about palpatine and how like he was just there pulling the strings the whole time and it was uh, such a good to me it was such a good distance from the original trilogy that I felt like it was going in the right direction. Um, mm -hmm. Do I think that it is infallible? Absolutely not. There's a lot of things that are stupid with it. Uh, <laughs> but are, there's a lot of redeeming qualities. The, the music is just when John Williams has just flexed the hardest. And it's just hard to beat. And like good old John Williams. I mean, he's been everywhere, you know. Just Park, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, Hook, so good. ET, yeah. Wait, was he? Did he? Did he do ET? I don't know. I thought he did. Might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just start listing other movies. You know, Jaws. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. <laughs> well. Unlike you, I came into the story right before episode three came out. Like a month, month and a half before. It was during the old FCAT when they had the FCAT testing. Oh, okay. And my vision teacher, as probably you guys should know this, I am visually impaired. So I have some vision, like perception mainly. But she introduced the original trilogy to myself and a couple of other friends of mine that were all taking the tests. So after we concluded each test, we'd watch an episode. Of course, you know, we did four, five, six, and we got halfway through one. And then it was time to get back into the real classroom. But we ended right after Anakin won the pod race. I'm like, wait a second. What happened to the kid? Who's this red and black tattooed monster? Mm. And I want to know what happens. <laughs> so I came home talking about this awesome. I don't know. Just awesomeness that is Star Wars, you know. And we rented episode one from <laughs> Blockbuster. You remember Blockbuster? Oh, there man. are no more Blockbusters in the world. Or Rest maybe very peace. few. Rest in peace. So, we rented episode one. I watched it. And then we had episode two. Someone had gotten episode two for my brother for his birthday couple years back but that was the only episode of star wars we had and when i first watched episode two 
even though I knew who she was, I didn't connect Senator Amidala with Queen Amidala. <laughs> maybe it's because I noticed that her decoy had a more distinctive voice in episode one. I'm like, who is this? You know, I, I, I thought she was the queen still in episode two. But I don't know. It didn't click with me until a bit later. Thank goodness, right before episode three hit. And when episode three hit, I dressed up as Darth Vader. Awesome. Not on opening night, though. I was not at that point of a fan yet. But to me, I mean, it just fit episode one, two, three, four, five, six. And I didn't really understand fully the reason why people went four, five, six, one, two, three until a bit later on. It is very complicated. It's unnecessarily complicated. I mean, you know, when you watch a film, you go in order. It's like, okay, I'm not going to watch Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince before Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. You know, that's... Right. I mean, this brings me back to a couple of days ago. I was at my brother's bachelor party, and one of his coworkers was talking to me. And the only Harry Potter film he had seen was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And he kept asking me, why, why did the flying car come pick Harry up first before Harry got his letter? I'm like, he didn't. You got to watch the first film. I mean, it just fathoms me that people will watch one film and think, oh, that's all there is to it. And they don't want to go back and forth and try and plug in the plot holes of the story. But case in point, love the prequel trilogy. Won't hear a word against it, although Jar Jar is not my biggest fan. Um, Love the original trilogy. Collected everything from it. Actually, I had certain parameters parameters for my collection. I only collected things from the 1990s and before. And I always collected things that were 12 inches and higher. No 3, 3, 4 inch figures. Nothing from episode 2. Or three, even though I liked episode one, two, three. Episode two was not my favorite of the trilogy. It was episode one and episode three. Um, as I got older, though, I ended up expanding my horizons, as it were. And then the sequel trilogy happened. Oh boy! It that's a the best way to describe it. It just happened. I. Yeah, I love The Force Awakens. You know, I was like everybody else. Oh, man, Star Wars is back. Star Wars is back. Because at that point, all we had was the Clone Wars and Rebels. And I wasn't into the animated stuff at that point. But same Force Awakens. Yeah. uh, Like, I, I had heard... As someone that is into voice acting, I, I knew a lot of the names on uh, 
on the Clone Wars and on Rebels. Mm-hmm. And the Clone Wars went on for years, which is why I didn't feel like I could get into it. Like, yeah, I it mean, just, it just yeah, has so like, many seasons worth of like content. Content, and I'm like, how did you get months of hours of content in in the span of episode two to three? But that's mm-hmm. that's actually uh, the more that I watch it, the more that I realize that oh, they were getting their toes years. wet. Yeah, three years of content right there. It's um, so good. Yeah. Uh, the, the more that I watch it, the more that I like it, and I'm yeah. not even on like season three because. Oh jeez, better I've, get going. I've got a kid, man. She doesn't want to watch Star Wars. She wants to watch Bluey, or uh, oh. Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, as she calls it, or Pooh Bear Tigger. Oh, hmm. Well, hair loss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indoctrinating well, her soon. Like I said, loved Force Awakens, loved Rogue One. And then, should we talk about the fan foot in the room? I the last Jedi. I think that honestly, I feel like we're if we just, uh, I feel like I'm trying to come around on the sequels because what I my perspective is knowing all the background, like knowing the fact that the directors were having a pissing contest. And that so much of it was infighting with the producers and the directors and how... And Kathleen Kennedy herself. Yes. And how all of that behind the scenes was impacting why the story was so jank. Yes. Instead now, of... Instead I of... Do, oh, go on. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I've come around to bits and pieces of The Last Jedi and... I do love Solo, but I feel like The Rise of Skywalker was just a total mess. Like you said, you know, all the infighting. I think my opinions of the last two films in particular will change once Disney drops that four-hour recut of episode nine. Are they doing Not, that? So they're, John Favreau is handling this. And okay. Bob Chapek, Bob Iger. Well, maybe not Bob Iger so much. He's on his way out. But Favreau, I believe George is involved. There aren't there are not too many details out, so I can't really give you solid information. But they are planning on doing a four hour recut of Episode Nine and a three hour recut of the Last Jedi, I believe. And essentially how they're doing this is they're they're picking scenes and they're fitting they're fitting you know they're fitting them back into what was given to us. And they're planning on dropping it on Disney Plus sometime in 2023. Okay. And there seems to be a lot of just content that will completely change the story. This is not like a Lord of the Rings extended edition. That enhanced the story, not making it completely different. What they're doing with The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker in particular, they're completely changing the dynamic of what we know. 
Um, mainly focusing on, of course, Luke Skywalker, you know, characters like that. Mm. But Ray's identity is going to get put into question once again. Because here's what I understand her identity was bounced back and forth throughout the whole entire production of the sequel trilogy. She was Ray. She was Ray nobody. She was Ray Skywalker. She was Ray I don't know, Kenobi. Ray Palpatine. And now Favreau plans on making her a Kenobi as a deleted scene. So it won't actually be part of the four hour recap, which is odd. But from what I have heard, the Ray Kenobi seems to be what they're going to be doing. I don't know how they're going to do this, but what are your thoughts? I think that this is exactly the kind of content that we, that you will all be expecting from us. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, uh, this is right up our alley. I think, uh, my thing is that like, I'm trying to figure out, um, like this is the art that these kids have grown up with. Um, these new batch of kids have grown up with. And so I am, I'm hesitant to think, of what I would change about it um, now that it's already out there. If it's still conjecture, I feel like we could change it and do other things with it. Um, but like overall, uh, my goal is to not think, uh, not to try to not go down the rabbit hole of how would I make this better? Because there's, because the possibilities would be endless. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead, how do I reconcile this this finished piece of art into the rest of the Star Wars canon? And uh, and if it doesn't fit neatly, then maybe it doesn't fit neatly. Uh, like I still don't understand the Last Jedi scene where Rey snaps her fingers a zillion times, and that's how she knew the dark side. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm no, I was a I was the Dark Lord of the Sith for two years. <laughs> I and I had to referee the game, and so like I, I have an explicit knowledge of the mm-hmm. dark side of the Force, according to the tabletop game and according to the LARP that was then. Like it was still based on it was before Legends became Legends, but like we still haven't had a cut and clear answer as to mm-hmm. what even is the dark Legends. side. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, like we we don't know, and so mm-hmm. like, everything about the news, everything about the sequels is that the dark side isn't what you think it is, um, and then it turns out to be but the dark side is what you think it is. So like I don't know where I didn't I don't really know where they were going with that, but hmm. that's a more interesting question of what did they mean by it and or what we what can we glean from it instead of how would I change it. Right. I mean, you know, at this point, I don't even know what's Legends anymore because now they're picking and choosing what Legends material to use and they're reworking it into the whole Mandalorian, Kenobi, Rangers of the New Republic, whatever else. 
I, I think this is the preferred way to go, honestly. Hear me out. People that enjoyed reading the books will never enjoy the movie, a movie version, as much as they enjoyed the book. Yes. I, and so Disney, and uh, all of their wisdom, I mean money, I mean wisdom, they decided <laughs> to say, you know what? We're not even going to play that game. We're not going to play the is this the same as the books game because we're going to lose. Instead, we're going to make our own thing and do homages and cameos and little we're going to sprinkle the books that the parts of the books that we were going to put in anyway into the new thing we're making and because we call it an homage instead of this is us trying to do thrawn <laughs> trying to do that one book of thrawn and not doing exactly what the book is we're like we're excited to see thrawn not like oh man he should have done it this way are you talking about the new Thrawn? Like what they've came up with now? I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't read the new book, and I haven't. Uh... I have not either. My impressions of Thrawn have been from the original canon books, the books that were out before they changed it back in 1990 when they wrote the Thrawn trilogy, which in people's minds back then that was episodes. 789. That was. It was a good trilogy and it had all the hallmarks that what we should have gotten. And and I think that the, like, go, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying in the think that I mean yes, I know they're trying to pull in legends material now, but to come out and say that these books do not exist, period. There is no existing material to base off new movies. Was just plain ridiculous. Mm. I can see where you're coming from with that. I mean, you don't have to make things exactly how they, you know, were in the books because there's, there's too many books. There's over 400 books. Good God! Do you know but, how many you've read? <sighs> No, I haven't. Um, I, can tell you, <laughs> I enjoyed I that read... pregnant pause of like, okay, hold on. Carry the seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I've read a majority of the books set after episode six. So I'm well familiar of Luke's Jedi Order. Luke's Jedi Council his fight against the Yuzhong Vong, which were a series of galactic, extra galactic warriors that took the place of the Empire because they had a 20-year war with the Empire after Palpatine's death. Um, and they wanted to change it. And that was a good 19-book series, which turned the galaxy into a pretty dark place. For the next maybe 10, 15 years of books, like timeline-wise, like, for example, the very last series that they released before they said no more was called Fate of the Jedi. And in that series, we learned of a dark side entity that was the epitome of the entire 
dark side, what the dark side was. Not the Sith, but just the plain dark side. And if you want to read that series, be my guest. I will enjoy talking with you about it. Absolutely. So, I mean, I read a couple books in between, like the prequel trilogy, maybe some pre-episode one books, which I found were always interesting. But I never read any of the Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, you can scream at me all you want, but I never got around to it. No, there's there's just so much of it. I mean, I pl- I recently played through episode uh, KOTOR 1. Um, mm-hmm. And first of all, it looks like butt. But I, I love Bioware, <laughs> and I love what they did with the Star Wars canon. Um, I have yet to try 2 because... Um, there's so many different choices you can make. I looked up a spreadsheet to see like how to get the most Jedi ending, good side ending, how to get the, the most Sith bad dark side ending. And the, in all honesty, it, it, it looked like a Christmas tree, dude. <laughs> I think there's 13 different endings. I could be wrong. The, Jeez. Uh, like, how, how am I supposed I just became overwhelmed and I, I, I haven't touched it yet. Um, uh-huh. But, like, um, I play the MMO uh, made mm-hmm. by the same people, and they continued mm-hmm. the story of Revan and um, how the line between the light side and the dark side is so very thin. And mm-hmm. because, and it's literally thin in a video game sense because you can make... You're only allowed to make... Uh, only a couple of your decisions in the video game change the course of the video game. And so, literally through like three in-character choices, you go from being Luke Skywalker and you go straight Palpatine. Like you go right. in a kind of evil where you walk around at the beach and you kick over sandcastles kind of evil. And uh-huh. and in the first KOTOR, in the first Knights of the Old Republic, which came out like around the same time the first Halo came out on the Xbox, it, um, it, if you wanted to go evil, you had to be petty evil. You had to shake down. You have to shake down and and like uh, every person you talk to. You literally like pull out your lightsaber and your or your vibro sword or whatever you have on you, and you're like, "Give me all your credits." And <laughs> it felt petty uh, yeah. as you're grinding. And then when you finally get to a Sith planet, you get all of the nice dark side power ups, and it, yeah, it makes it all worth it. But like so many of those choices seem few mm-hmm. and far between mechanically. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I, no, I see your point. And you know, even though I never read or, you know, did anything with those games, I know who Revan is. I know of him. And I know some of his backstory. Which is good, you know, it's a good thing because I have a feeling that they are going to bring Revan into this new Favaloni universe, as people are calling it. There is a plan in place to do a series on Knights of the Old Republic or the High Republic, as Kathleen Kennedy called it. Oh. I don't know what they're going to do with, about it the- now because... Those are two the completely first, different things. Yes, they are. It's so cool. Well, 
the first phase of the High Republic, from what I've read and all the accounts I've heard, is trash. It's total trash. Oh. Well, the, oh, do you have a different opinion? Uh, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm reading through the first book, uh, with a couple of guys here, and honestly, um, it's, who it kind of reads like a Star Trek book. I forgot how, how dense these get sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a whole genre of Star Wars video games that I've never touched, and it's the ones where you have to like know exactly what kind of spaceship you want to have. And yes. just oh oof! It's a it's a, every single one of these is an Excel spreadsheet of oh you need this you need an S three thirty five frigate, uh, but don't use that kind of frigate because then it won't it won't make it all the distance and you're like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so the very first chapter is like here is three paragraphs about this ship, and then they blow it up. So I'm like oh god take it I was- sounds like <laughs> you're reading. A novel written by Tolkien. It does, which doesn't dissuade me. It just is chewy, and it takes a while because it's kind of dense. You don't need that. You don't need that with a Star Wars book, as far as I can tell you. You don't need three paragraphs about a ship. Maybe... I've I've been told that by by chapter four, it revs up and it doesn't slow down. So well, my goal is to get through the end of chapter four and see what we do with it. Uh, well, good me, luck to you. Uh, let me see what it is actually called. Is it Light of the Jedi? I think it is Light of the Jedi. Uh, yeah. It's got a Wookiee with a yellow crossblade uh, hmm. hilt lightsaber. I'm so down. I am a lightsaber nerd. I want swords so I. all the time oh it's a blue it's a blue cross guard uh okay. and there's a twi'lek with a yellow one um <laughs> and there's a uh white uh white looking blonde haired girl as uh with a green lightsaber on the front and they're all wearing this beautiful color uh like kind of khaki color I think that's a good, you know, start to our amazing podcast. And we and we could talk to you again more about Knights of the Old Republic or Rise, whatever, you know, um, the High Republic another time. Because I'm sure they're going to come down with some TV shows about it sooner or later. Absolutely. But- they uh, When they announced that they were doing the High Republic, they announced that it was going to be a completely separate team. And that team was then going to essentially have free reign and communicate with each other. And so the books were being written at the same time as the video games that have yet to come out, which is the same as the TV series, mm-hmm. possibly. That is, uh, like, I think they had one or two pilots that they were well, they supposed have, to be working on. And There is a TV show called The Acolyte coming out supposedly next year, but according to what I've heard, which is rather a lot, it's a mess. And Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy is that mess. Oh. I can go into that more later, but let me tell you that production is pretty shaky. Again, we'll, we can talk about it all later. We're making a podcast. We have so much time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to say right now, I am totally excited for this. Totally. 
I'm super excited, and we are. We hope that you are excited. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you want to chat with us, we do have links to our Facebook page, our Patreon, and our Twitter, and uh, in the links below in the show notes. Um, uh, we do look forward to talking with you guys next week. Um, if you have any questions, concerns for us, uh, go ahead and uh, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Um, our DMs are open, I think. <laughs> and uh, well, uh, as of as of recording this, they're still in private. I'm still uh, editing them and making sure they all look the same. Um, so and that we and I remember all the passwords so that it's all in one folder. So, uh, it, please, uh, if you if you like this podcast, please uh, subscribe to it on whatever your. Uh, favorite audio listening device podcast listening device is uh and uh if you uh if you get a chance please rate and review us that helps a lot with getting other people to be able to see it because uh we the only way that algorithms talk is through likes and shares so uh thank you so much for being here today uh and may the force be with you may the force be with you <laughs>